from the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. How's it going, Michael? <laughs> Good, buddy. How you doing, man? Good. What did um, you do last night? You did something last night, huh? Yes, I did. Um, I went to the Hollywood Theater in, in Portland, Oregon, and I got to see a couple exclusive shorts from the man himself, Mr. Quentin Tarantino. So you went back to the movie again because you'd already seen it once. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yep. This, so they did this. It was like really cool of them. It was free for members. And I guess the only other place they did this is at the New Beverly. And they just showed, like, Quentin just for fun put together, like, kind of like a real... Um, like black and white version that felt like the TV show of uh-huh. of Bounty Law. That was kind of neat. And then um, a scene that uh, showcased uh, Luke Perry, and because there was not a lot of him in the film, so it was pretty cool to see those things. And know they're somewhat exclusive. I'm sure once there's the big DVD release, they'll be all over it as well. But for yeah. right now, it was kind of a cool thing. Was it like they were both played like episodes, or is that what it was? Like, yeah, it was just like a couple shorts at the beginning. They didn't really give a lot of context. Um, the one thing that uh, Dan, uh, who does the programming for the martial arts stuff and and all that, he, the one thing he did say yeah. is that if you hadn't seen the film, you might be kind of confused by these two shorts. Got it. And and he had, he kind of tested the audience. It's like how many people have seen it, and half of them had put their hands up that hadn't seen it. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it was like they just came because it was free. Those yeah, free yeah. nights, how nice it is! Oh, it was free. The, oh, damn! Yeah, wow, yeah free for members. And what's funny? Just free for members. But on those nights that it's free for members, you get like the the creeps come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, I bet the freebie oneers. There's a guy like right in the movie. I got up at one point um, about a quarter in to get myself a beer, and there was some guy like totally. Um, taking a dump in the bathroom. I thought, who comes to the what? movies and does oh, that? Oh, I see. Jeez. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's free. I'm just going to go and hang out and get high. And it's very Portland. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, we had a little bit of a delay in this one again. And I apologize uh, to everyone uh, waiting for us. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're that's all it. mad. Yeah, we did a little bit of a Clones Cast thing in between that I believe has to stay a bit um a surprise for we people, have but... uh yes we have a little a little clones castian type of thing coming up actually for it's a visual thing it'll be on a upcoming release blu-ray release so perfect yeah, yeah. so we didn't, Which, we're not leaving you hanging we're bringing you a little candy yeah yeah a little candy. and anybody that's you know hopefully everybody listening to this is already picking up our first uh release to the leg fighters yeah it's out uh, as of the recording of this like yesterday i think yes yeah, we're doing exactly this on it was yesterday 15th right yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah in fact um our homie uh chris the brain at bulletproof uh just posted a review today so he did did he Uh-oh. yeah shout out to him check it all out all right i'll check it out yeah it already He's... has a really cool review um somebody really cared about it and went out that's there cool and, well yeah, it's, it's like a good movie you know it's sort of like our job kind of is sort of it's to take hopefully take the movie get the best you can find of it and then faithfully recreate it so we're not you know over digitizing it and putting this dnr and and but at the same time trying to fix it a little bit and make sure it's not too heavily beat up 
and then hopefully just load it up with interesting you know supplements and uh, that make it that are interesting to the the viewer and and that's kind of it you know the movie itself is the thing you know it's always the thing so uh, and yeah. the lake fighters is just such a silly fun movie with some interesting aspects to it i just it was oh i love that it. movie yeah yeah well i'll mention this i mean i because just like you're saying and i i know i'm totally preaching to the entire choir nothing's worse than getting one of those it's like a dvd that has like four bruceploitation films on them and they're all just garbage quality yeah yeah, yeah you're better yeah. off going to youtube god there's so many of those old yeah they they would just get these public domain films and put and some of them they pull off of youtube <laughs> and that's that's the thing you're right they'd be cropped and and you know, they, obviously, like, way the bit rate on those things was really just terrible, you know. So you yeah. end up getting this just, ugh. I saw this one. It was, it's an old, I think it had, like, six of them on there. Because the reason <laughs> I'd gotten it at the time was Enter the Game of Death was on it. And I yeah. couldn't find it anywhere else. But there was something w- wrong with the transfer, and it was, like, strobing. And I kept thinking people with Alzheimer's or, or uh, you know, what, what yeah. uh, with whatever would start reacting to this thing anyway. Totally. But, yeah. So, so people start having... Um seizures and stuff. yes exactly <laughs> seizures and, uh, but that's crazy anyways but here we are back in action yeah people have been waiting for this one this one has been requested a lot of times i fight i believe it was chris that asked for it last time maybe yeah and what's yeah. funny about it what you just talked about is i the last time not the last time, time before last at the new beverly was where i saw this um, no kidding yeah well, I meant tarantino to ask, had it up there how yeah. hard is it to get in there it's not. I mean, surprise. It just depends on the night you go in. You know. I mean, okay. it's, I've I've only gone there probably maybe uh, you know eight or nine times, and it's always been pretty decent. In fact, when they had that Lee Sonam triple feature, I think it was in the last time I actually went, it was actually not even that crowded. In fact, the guy got up to because he always gets up to introduce before he's like, oh, "I'm surprised we're not more packed." You know, it was when they had the hot, cool, and the vicious and Fist wow, of Part yeah. Two, and um, your movie was yeah. But anyways, but yeah, they're not, it's not, I think with, you know, when they had Tarantino's film there recently, it was pretty, pretty jammed up. Yeah. (laughs) Come look at my stuff, guys. (laughs) Yeah. But that comes in my stuff. But, but this one's good, man. This was a a fun film. And I'll tell you that I was just going to say that the, the audience I saw it with was just going crazy with it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Well, so yeah, we're doing uh, either, um, you tell me, 77 or 78th Soul Brothers of Kung Fu, AKA The Last Strike. Yeah, well, it came out in, in I know, in, in Hong Kong in 77, you know, somewhere okay. around in October, I think it was. And so um, I think it probably didn't roll over into the States until probably 78, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and the real name is Bipo. Um, I guess that's the... Well, Last Strike is okay. one of the, the, the kind of, the, is more the the Chinese name for it, Last Strike. Um, but it's, it's, you know, Kung Fu Avengers, Incredible Dragon, but Soul Brothers of Kung Fu is its sort of main uh, main title for the US. I imagine most people are thinking it's going to be like a black dragon black exploitation thing and it really isn't. Right, and that's because of Carl Scott, which is why we've got this Soul Brothers title and you know what when we get to it at the end another reason why, you know, we've got the ending the way it is is because of the how at this point they knew that the the, the biggest areas of, of these movies getting bought up were the inner cities, you know, and there was this high African-American population that were going to see mm-hmm. these movies. And you, now you had, you know, Jim Kelly and, and um, Ron Van Cleef. And, you know, there, it was this, 
and of course all the other black exploitation films that were starting to come out you know King Caesar or uh, Black Caesar and uh, you know et cetera et cetera et cetera yeah totally yeah. All right, so um, we got a few people in this. Um, Bruce Lai, of course, uh, he, he's terrific, totally brucing it up. <laughs> yeah, he's brucing it up, and it, it's like I think this is like a. It's interesting when you watch some of the films prior to this, just prior to this, and then and then everything falling. This is like a critical period for him. This sort of seventy six to seventy eight, because this is when he started to really become, I think, a good film fighter. Like his his his. His body mechanics, his energy, his timing, et cetera, was really starting to mm-hmm. be what I think. Because you watch him in some of the older films, like the A Dragon Story and The Dragon Lives, et cetera, when he was in the very beginning, he's very plotty. You know, his his te- the way he would he would his action was not no, nowhere near what it becomes right around this period. Yeah, I agree with you. Like this, um, each fight. I mean, there were a few things that uh, made me laugh, but for the most part, um, you felt a lot of the blows, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. Well, well, then we have uh, Lo Meng uh, as his best friend, uh, yes. Shao Sun. Um, well, I don't know anything about Lo Meng unless you can, you're probably no, going to tell you, well, me. Well, you do. You do. I've I seen mean, him he's... in like 18 things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you're familiar with the Shaw brothers, this is right before he became one of the five deadly venoms. Oh, so no kidding. He, he was the toad. But he, prior to this, he did Chinatown Kid and I think one other Shaw Brothers film. So he was just kind of at the top of his his uh, beginning of his career, I should say, the, the start of it. But after this, he would he would then go on and um, and uh, become well known at the Shaw Brothers. Mm-hmm. So this was just a little earlier in his career. It's like it's like his third or fourth film, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah, and he was one of the. He and uh, Bruce Lai, we both got on the uh, documentary. We got the interview for. They'll be popping up on the documentary we did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that much about Carl Scott. He played Tom, and uh, we'll get into the movie here in just a minute. But yeah, like, was he at the level of uh, the Ron Van Cleefs and all that? Uh, actually, I think Carl Scott. I've never met him, but he he's he's he carries himself really well. He's really young. In fact, it's, it's funny because if you see. Uh, Bruce Lee, the man, the myth, which I know you did. Um, he's actually an extra in it. He's just in the one scene sitting in a classroom. You see him sitting there and listening to Bruce Lee teach. And <laughs> nice. obviously from there they pulled him out. And then he did a couple of films with um, uh, Billy Chong. Uh, he did one called uh, Hard, Way to, Hard Way to Die, Hard Way to Kill. I can't remember the title. One of the kids, Sun, I think Sun Dragon they also called it. Uh, that supposedly, quote unquote, takes place in Arizona. It's like a western that they shot in uh, Asia. <laughs> nice. But uh, he he did. He only did like three or four movies, you know. I don't or I don't think he did. I don't think too many more than that. But this was one of his. Uh, he did. Um, he was in, like I said, Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth. He did uh, Sun Dragon. They did oh Kung Fu Executioner with um, Billy Chong as well. So he only did like a you know a handful of movies. That makes me laugh. I, any of the Asian westerns. It made me think of uh, Mifune and Charles Bronson in that train. Red Sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, and then the other big player in this is uh, Ku Feng, right, as Mr. Chin. Oh, Ku Feng the Great, yes. He was so good. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's like <laughs> we talk about him in, in the context of these, uh, you know, these these Bruce Bloitation films, but I mean, you go back and see him in films like the, the master of Kung Fu, which is a Shaw brothers film or the house of 72 tenants and the water margin, et cetera. I mean, he's been around for such a long time and he's, he's actually, you know, here he is in this movie. He's actually, you watch him and he's, he's 
uh, very effective. His fighting is yeah. still so effective, and he, yeah. he's not walking through it, which I love about him. And no, um, and he he brought more charisma than anybody else. Yeah, he did. He plays he really it up. Did. He's a really yeah. good actor, man. He's he's you know he doesn't he um like I said he comes out of the Shaw brothers. He's been you know doing it for since the, the I mean he started in the late fifties when he started acting and and um he um I guess he was originally from Shanghai. You know he, he started in the opera the, or he, nice. start, he started training in the opera and uh, but um yeah he he did over a hundred movies so he's wow. he's the man yeah. Is he gone? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't think he's gone. Actually, I I think the last film he did that I know of mm. was just two years ago. He did a wow. movie in like 2016, 2017, something like that. So if he's dead, he died in the last couple of years. But I uh, love it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he'd be in it. He'd be in his late eighties. But um, yeah, that doesn't. He was mean born much in nineteen thirty. So no. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some you know you're working out, kicking people's ass every day. Yeah. You got this under control. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. So this is a really interesting yep. beginning for me because um, – oh, no, wait. I wanted to ask about the director. I don't uh, – or did I? No, I didn't. No, you uh, didn't. Well, I, I'll – you know, no, what's great about Hua Shan is – and we saw it's him. It's Hua Shan. Okay. Yeah, Hua Shan, one of his – you know, is he um, – we he, this, of course, we're looking at another pairing of the Dynamo team, you know, because we've got we've got him, Ku Fang, and Bruce Lai all working together. And um, Hua Shan, is, the thing about him was he started – as a cinematographer, and oh. and who he uh, who he studied under was um, Bruce Lee's cinematographer or choice for cinematographer uh, Nishimoto uh, Tadashi. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he did, and I think, I think the first film that he was it did he direct? I can't remember if he was the director of the cinematographer on was um, Jimmy Wang Yu's um, uh, the Chinese boxer. No, he was a cinematographer. He wasn't the director yet. He didn't start directing until uh, seventy four or seventy five, something like that. So he, um, so he worked for a long time under you know Bruce Lee's cinematographer. Did a probably about a dozen or so of the Shaw Brothers films because he was a, a seriously trained cinematographer. Then he jumped into the directing, and one of his first movies is the Super Inframan, oh. which is that sort of Ultraman, the Chinese version of Ultraman. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Lee is in it when he's before he's quite become Bruce Lee at that point. I've never seen that, but I'm familiar with it. You know, yeah, like yeah. People have brought it up. Um, yeah, you never know. Maybe just because Bruce Lee is in it, maybe one day we'll get around to doing. It. <laughs> He's totally. he hadn't quite a, uh, you know taken on the Bruce mantle yet. But um, anyway, Swashon, yeah, he's great. And so I think when we as we go through this, you, there's an element, even though somebody else is doing the cinematography, where you can see he's taking risks. I think with the camera work in this, sometimes it doesn't always pay off, but he's definitely making efforts to to shoot it differently. And it, I felt it. I mean, the I, the the YouTube version has a lot of really bad cuts. Yeah. But the parts around that, I mean, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah. The fights are really well framed, and I get, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Well. So yeah, we'll get into it. So they um, this is an interesting idea because they're like illegal immigrants, as as the description says. But it is three people showing up on on a boat mm-hmm. to find a better life, and you know, there's this whole. Uh, camaraderie around that like uh you know you should just throw me off the boat whatever they get saved i've never seen anything like that in any of these yet yeah and i that's what i love about it too is that it it immediately and he and if you think about dynamo there's an element of this in there too and in the story where it's all about the the working class struggling characters that in fact he actually directed a film about uh illegal immigrants from china that he he did um uh, later in his career but 
But uh, yeah, so right away you get that setup, which I think is, I think this is what makes it a great companion piece for Dynamo because there's that idea that we start off these characters at the bottom, bottom, bottom. Yeah, they're nobody. Take, yeah. And also, I felt this idea that, like, you know, the 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 two uh, the two men are bringing their um, martial arts from their small towns or whatever, yeah, and coming into you know Hong Kong where they got to fight all these other random ass people. It's but it's sort of the they're extra good because they aren't weren't just locals like everyone else. Like they they're bringing some sort of tradition or something. I don't know. It may yeah. be a stretch, but I felt it. Yeah, and the opening is a little. It has a rings a little of that. Um that sort of efficient low budgetness where the camera's really close on the boat so who knows they're probably two feet offshore you know then it just <laughs> sort of cuts and then they've been saved and then it just sort of cuts to the there's a lot of these uh you know quick cuts like in the beginning that just sort of get you through the scene which kind of rings a little bit of like how do we get this done in two hours to open our movie up and but it's interesting because the one thing about Hua Xuan uh, in this at this period if you look in 1977 to 78, that that period of a year, he did 11 movies. Wow. So, you know, when you're basically doing six movies a year, you got to be kind of like, oh, okay, let's get the shot. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was a different time in filmmaking where yeah. people had like a contract. You owe us 12 films this year. You yeah. know? And he's like, I got 12 films this month. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, the an interesting thing is right away they have uh, all these horrible i don't know bosses uh beating the hell out of a black kid <laughs> right yeah and our guys come in and uh and decide that that's wrong and kick ass it was a good first fight well yeah and the and, black and, kid was holding his own pretty well yeah carl scott right yeah yeah, yeah. and that's interesting because you bring this is again this whole movie is all about these you know the sort of rejects of society you know in a right. way you know the, the illegal immigrants and you got the the african-american kid that's in there and then it's it's just you know it's it's um and then even when he's filming it if you watch in the beginning when everybody's walking and talking he's shooting these really long um long lens shots that completely take the characters and put them in just compressed surroundings so it's cars going by it's big buildings it's like machinery it's like nothing about it is very like open spacious beautiful right you know it's just it even starts on the docks and that felt really yeah yeah very closed quarters yep yeah well that's cool um and then yeah um he says that was awesome would you teach me so now we've got the the dream team of our our trio that are gonna train together and yeah become badass i liked it yeah it was nice you know it set yeah. up a little nice trio yeah it was great and then if um we are introduced to i have her name down here is ao young pusan who played chow yun which is i believe if i've got my stuff right that was the love interest of bruce Lai. yes yeah not much to say about her except when i look at her i believe i'm looking at the same name no i'm not she was chai young so dora must have been the prostitute okay and she's right, yin yin shao uh or also yeah i don't know it's weird but yeah she was a she was cool i mean it was like it most of the time it's like a really um bitter person i mean she was pretty bitter please don't fight and all that stuff yeah but she her story is important to tell throughout the whole thing so right away she's like guys stop losing your jobs which the losing the job thing made me laugh because we saw that for the first time in which one where he and his buddy 
worked as waiters and they got fired. Bruce Lee's had... deadly kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We always come back to these same sort of tropes, but she's like, guys, stop it. And he's like, as long as I can work, you yeah. know, I'll be okay. I'm like... From the Far East to the Great West, the podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre, Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Whatever that means. When you did this, I, I dig it. Yeah. Hey, hey, okay, careful, yeah. You lost your job through fighting. How are you going to live? Got any ideas? As long as I can work, I'll survive. What's more, Saturday, I'm going racing. May win a fortune. Right. Change clothes. Let's go practice. Yeah. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, and you notice in their in their apartment, there's Bruce Lee posters up on the wall again. Yeah, which was the case in Bruce Lee, the Man, the Myth, too. And we've seen it a few times. Actually, I think at Dynamo they were on the oh, wall. Oh, good too. call, good yeah. call. Yeah, they and he play, doesn't even play around pretending to be Bruce Lee in this one. He's like, Bruce's teachings are awesome. <laughs> and, you know, right. Yeah. Well, later he does reference the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, so he gets a job, and uh, of course, as these movies would have it, the bad guys are at the diner. <laughs> So he gets booted, like, right away. Yeah. And then uh, we get into, um, uh, I guess his name is Shao Sun, you know, Lo Ming. He, um, he gets, he's, like, a gambling job, and we already get into, like, fights. And I don't think he got fired as much as he just got in horrible fights. But we get the idea. They're at the bottom of the totem pole, right? Yeah, and you've got um, um, uh, Feng Ging, who plays the bo- the old kind of the bald-headed boss, you know. Okay. Who's yeah. been around forever? And that guy was like he's been literally acting for fifty years, and we saw him in Bruce's Fingers, and we've seen him in uh, he was in Bruce <laughs> Lee the Man, the Legend, and you know I, I think he hung around Bruce, the the real Bruce for a while, um, but yeah, you're right. I need somebody to make one of those cool charts for me that just shows like the actor and then all the related films to see how you know the big spider web type with the sure yeah the visual of the head. If anybody is ambitious enough to do it. Yeah, I've actually had my own, like, crude version of it that I've referenced when I was writing the book, you know, because there's so many interlinks with all these characters and how they all run back to even Bruce Lee. Like, in this film, we've got um, the white guy, um, the the older white man, and this Jim James is the the actor's name, and he was actually in Way of the Dragon and Game of Death. Holy cow! Um, he was he was a patron in Bruce Lee's rest in the restaurant in, in Way of the Dragon, and then in Game of Death he played a, a surgeon. But we've seen him in uh, he was in um, God. What did we see him in um, the Dragon the Hero? Remember he's the old kind of the boss running around with the cigar in his mouth, yeah, that's running the, the the drug he, That was him too. So All we've right. seen him around. You know he's he got around a lot and popped up in movies quite a bit. First many no name. Um... Chinese people, we have just as many, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the face that changes a little, but it's the same guy doing the same stuff. It's why it's all so familiar when you get there. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, I know you from somewhere. Sure, yeah. And and and, and, the, and Peter Chan Lung, we, we saw, I think we just saw him in the last film we watched. 
he's um in this one he's the karate fighter you know he's the there's those three bodyguards that get brought in yeah he's uh peter chan was in um uh, Fist of Fury is one of the guys, the two Japanese guys that Bruce is kicking the crap out of when he first goes to the school. Or the to the dojo, yeah. Sticks the paper in his face, makes him eat the paper, yeah. That was awesome. Is yeah. it the guy who ate the paper? Yeah. Oh, no, cool. the guy, I think, wait a minute, is the smaller guy. He's one of those two guys. He's one of the, okay. he's the guy with the, the orange hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, so the whole movie starts turning around to this, like, this tournament, and that's what it's really... The whole beginning is like, this is the tournament. There's some really good dialogue I'll throw in with him and his lady here about um, the tournament and marriage and all the, the stuff. But it, yeah, he, it's like, uh, it's a, as long as I can fight. And there's some, some pretty good lines of his. And the tournament was pretty good. Um, it didn't make a lot of sense in terms of winners. Um, I watched right. it twice and I'm just like, I wasn't actually paying attention to that, but I don't know who won except that he and uh, Cheng Tao. Yeah, exactly, both won. Yeah, Cheng Tao, yeah. the, the uh, ever omnipresent Bruce Blutation actor. <laughs> he uh, he's an interesting guy because he's like I when I look at him, he never seems to be like I always think of him as being a guy who's like just knows enough martial arts to keep him working. Like he doesn't seem to ever improve or get better, but he's always there. He's always consistent. You know, and it's just, he never seems to become better as the movies go along, but he's <laughs> certainly there and he does his deal and he gets his, his butt kicked appropriately yeah. each, each film. I but that. I think it's interesting too, because that, so we got this sort of Cain and Abel thing we start doing here where you've got these, these guys that come in, and they and they their their directions start shifting, and it's pretty well done because there's such subtle changes from even when they have that fight in the shipyard where all the gang guys come and attack Lo Meng, and he's in the the shipyard, and then right. Bruce comes in with uh, Carl Scott. It's like you know Lo Meng is still wanting to go after him and kill him, and Bruce is like, no, let's run off, and then they run off, and the, you can just see that they're they're already treating the fights a little differently. So then. You know we're gonna. You know we. You know Bruce Lai's character starts to take this more honorable. You know, like what you were talking about, the honorable route of being the tournament fighter, while yeah. Lo Mang is more going to become this. You know, towards the street fighter idea. All right, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and I didn't notice that quite like that, but that's exactly it, right? He wasn't. He didn't want to just be out in the street fighting people. Yeah, and it's it's really cool because when they're talking about the tournament, uh, there was that great line. It's like. Well, he fights with no style, but he fights a lot like Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better go alone now. Listen, you mustn't fail. You've got to win. Sure. Mm. The Thai boys and the Japs and Koreans should pose no problem. But there is one, and that is Wang Weilong. You really must watch him. He's very tough. He has no particular technique. But he fights rather like Bruce Lee. He's the biggest danger that you'll face. But you have got to beat him. Don't let me down. Right. <laughs> like, that's on purpose. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, and he has that... Um... He has that line about like it's kind of interesting because it's sort of like what they did in Dynamo, where he says, you know, Bruce Lee is my my hero. He came up with this very you know interesting you know system, but he goes and he makes it clear he goes, but all systems are meant to to be, be you know be better or or um, 
you know, whatever it was, he, the indication is, but I will get better. <laughs> you know, I will, in a sense, he's telling the audience, I will uh, improve upon Bruce Lee's uh, system. Yeah. Which I suppose is what this movie does as well, once we get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so there was that. We get the tournament. We get back to the girl, and she's just like, hey, you said we get married up to the tournament, and now you, everybody in town wants to fight you. And he's like, well, as long as I can fight, I'm going to fight. Yeah. Then on top of that, we get um, sort of a little I, – I hate to do this because it's really an opposites thing, but the blood sport thing where we get these variety of fighters showing right. off their different styles. I thought that was a cool scene, like each dude – a little bit different in style. You're talking about when the three bodyguard guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. That was really fun. Yeah, and you got Alexander in there who's the who was in uh, Fist of Unicorn, and we've seen him in a number of the Bruce Lee exploitation films too. Um, yeah, very familiar. And yeah. yeah, all three of them seem pretty – I mean, again, this is, can go down to the choreographer, but all of those scenes were really good. Yeah, and uh, Lee, um, Lee Hoi-sung, who we saw in uh, Tower of Death and a number of the movies, The Bald Guy. Yeah, enter enter the game of death. I love it. Um, and then we get back to Tom, <laughs> Carl's progress. <laughs> Tom, I like that they called him Tom. It's like <laughs> such a not his name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we get back to Tom. He's progressing, so I'm starting to feel like, all right, you know, he's learning his stuff. And then the whole movie changes <laughs> yeah. at the flip of a dime. Yeah. Um, we're out there. Um, Bruce is ch- chatting with his lady about stuff they think they're having a picnic and suddenly all these dudes come and they beat the shit out of him and it turns into this rape movie murder movie there's even a small scene where um the dude's trying to rape her or whatever and she cuts his face like ohara from enter the dragon right yeah ex- right yeah exactly that's probably what it was taken for well it is and it does take that that um that uh, turn here and there's another film we'll get to that i can tell you will be uh <laughs> will be the darkest of all the bruce lie movies okay. you've ever seen he does a little later in his career um but <clears throat> but uh yeah you're right here's here's where we get this you know this went brutal so rape. dark yeah 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 it definitely did it was graphic and terrible i was like what the hell and then it's kind of like um, Enter the Dragon, you know, when the sister ran off, when Bruce's sister ran she runs off into the woods. And then, of course, this dude just straight up runs her down with his car. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Pretty All bad, right. man. Pretty bad. Terrible. Terrible. I was sad to see her go, and I'm and sad that they decided to take it that direction. But we did have to, I guess, back then, there was no other really good reason to get revenge. Well, and... It does another thing, too, which is, you know, whether this was intentional or not, it serves the purpose in the as it came out, which is that she sort of functioned as the tie of those two friends. Because mm-hmm. once her character is gone, you know, you've got, you know, Bruce Lai obviously gets on his new mission. Now I'm going to train because I'm going to take these bad guys out. But then Lo Meng, he falls into the darker side all of a sudden, finds his own girl who ends up just being more trouble for him. And so she, you kind of get the idea that she was... Um, she was uh, the the glue, you know, holding their yeah. their morals together in some in some way. Yeah, I'm totally with you, and it surprised me his change because they're homies. It's like everybody's good, but you're right; she's dead. Yeah. He's like so damaged; he's never going to fight again, which is like 
whatever. Um, I, it was good because it led to another trope in Bruce exploitation, and it's a rumor about Bruce that he used weird training equipment. Right. So yeah. we don't quite get there yet, but we're about to. He starts just like, no, I will get revenge. I'm going to start working out constantly. But then he says the only way he can ever solve the issue is by learning, I believe, the iron finger. Yep. Yeah. He stole uh, Bruce Lay's finger. Bruce Lay would be so pissed if he would have been there. <laughs> he would have been like, what? I've got the deli. Didn't you see me do it on the doll? Yeah, well, then, but then uh, Bruce Lai doubles down and Bruce and the Iron Finger when he gets Bruce Lang to join them. And so <laughs> it's a battle of the fingers throughout Bruce Bloitation eventually. Yeah, there's this great mannequin doll in this, and it's, it really does yeah. go back. What was the – it was a, one of my favorites. It's when Bruce was just, like, punching into, like, a mainframe computer, and it was making, like – that's Bruce Lee, the man, the myth. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. And those was, dummies you're talking about, remember, they were they were hanging up by uh, by a string or whatever in uh, Bruce and the Shaolin Kung Fu. He had like a uh, row of them and he was. Right. Yeah. Going yeah, down. I love that. Well, on this in this particular one, there's that one shot where he goes for the, the groin with his finger and then the little two like sacks <laughs> drop out. It's just so weird. Yeah. You're telling this one, most of them are really rated G. Minus the fights. Yeah, this but one this, pushed it. Yeah, this one pushed it. They you were got, yeah, you got boobs in this one. You know, yeah. you've got rape. You've got some pretty intense yeah. uh, murder stuff going on. You got yep. to see that one lady's butt. Uh, Dora, I guess that's, that's right. what we're going to call her. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the whole – then this changed. So we now, we now know Bruce is retraining himself using weird equipment. And we switch gears, and we're off to uh, – what is his name – uh, Shusan, I guess is what they're calling him, Loming. Um, and it's just his story for a while. So he's yeah. at a club and he's just sad sitting at the bar. And, and uh, a lady comes up to him and's like, hey, let's dance. And um, right away I'm thought prostitute. And then I put that in my notes. And it's funny because then after the fight outside and they ran off, I'm like, oh, I deleted prostitute and put in just friend. And then yeah. <laughs> as it happened, she obviously, they, they did, uh, they had sex. Uh, it was a really weird thing because that happened in another Bruce Boitation film too that he was going to have sexual relations with someone and instead remember he was just working out like crazy like doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff and he was just covered in sweat oh yeah that was I think the one you're probably thinking of is uh, I think it was The Dragon Lives okay yeah Yeah, so the same thing here it's like well you need to go take a shower you're covered in sweat like we're going (laughs) to hang out and of course he goes in and she's like, hey, it's my house. I can come in the shower too. Pretty funny. Hey, what are you waiting for, huh? Hurry up and have a bath. You're covered in sweat now. Oh, God, go on. can't I come in? It's my place. <gasps> yeah, it's, it is funny how the, uh, the training takes over for the sexuality for some, right? Like, so you got Lo Mang in bed with his girl, but, but Bruce is like, 
It's the machine, man. It's the machine. Absolutely. There's even a scene in Bruce Lee, the man, the myth like that, where I, my, I remember in high school, my friend pointed it out to me, and I never forgot it. My friend Luke Blackledge, he said, um, he goes, uh, that's, he goes, we had been on just on TV, and I told everybody, you got to watch it, Bruce Lee, the man, the myth on TV. And uh, he goes, man, that was a pretty good movie. He goes, but what's with that scene when he's like working out and all of a sudden his wife and two kids pop up in the door and they're going, we're going to bed, daddy. And he looks at me <laughs> from across the room. He's like, night, kids. And he kind of waves at him. They're like, night, daddy. And then they go off. There's like no hugging or anything. It's just like so, it's so funny. This is not my family. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the, this this little <clears throat> sequence um, – this little sequence with uh, Lo Meng had him drinking, had him dancing, had him having sex, and also a little bit of the working out. Another fight, yeah, fully on through. Yeah. Um, we now get it, because I think it was right after that, he, he's just hanging out with Dora at the bar, and she's exploring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done with that. Anyway, um, and uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Chen sends over a bottle of his finest, and... Yep. This is the beginning of the courting of... Uh, the dark the, side. The, yeah, the dark side for Lo Ming. Yeah. And that was cool, um, which pushes us to a really big breaking point. Um, she, he's like, listen, I'm, I love you. I want to marry you. And she's like, yeah, do you have a car? No. Do you have an apartment? No. Do you have anything? It's like, if you want to marry me, you got to get me some money. So yep. he goes to Bruce and is like, listen up, best friend. Can I get like... Twenty thousand dollars from you, and Bruce is not having it. He's like, "I'm sorry, no." He's like, "All right, you're dead to me," which helps with the transition that's come. Yeah, yeah. So Bruce finally, and right that, after that, that is, and that you, I mean, it's not to jump on you, but that is no. that that moment, of course, you know, where because Bruce like punches him in the chest, sort of like yeah. get away from me, and it's sort of like that was it. Low, low, kind of gives him that look, and then it's just like I'm gone. He chases after him, and. um but that you're right. That is sort of the clear sort of separation of the two of them at that point. Yeah, yeah. And you know they press it in. Dora's like, your friend wouldn't even give you money. He must not be a friend. You know who fr- real yeah. friends are when you ask for money. It's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny dialogue. She's chewing gum the whole time. Totally, she is. Like, just ah, give me some money. Well, Bruce then yeah finally comes back for revenge, and this is this always happens in these uh it's the big cycle you're a badass but you're not a super badass until you've done the super training and now he's super badass so he comes back and right away just because uh, he was so mad there was a good scene i passed up um where he's talking to the police chief or whatever and he's like because yeah. i was yelling that i'm like they murdered her and yeah he's actually saying it he's like you can't let him get away with murder and there's a great scene because this guy's just like He's saying the dumbest shit. He's just like, can you prove it was his men who punched you until you went unconscious? No. Can you prove anything? It's like, no, that's up to you guys to prove. You interview (laughs) people. You're the police. Yeah, bring them in. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You ask them questions and you gather evidence. But yeah, no, these cops, these Hong Kong cops are like, no, you got to bring me to Venezuela. Do you have a picture? Are you sure you didn't doctor the picture? It was ridiculous. Did you film it? Yeah, right. Did you watch the movie? Because it happens in there. <laughs> so Bruce does come back, and he murders the hell out of him. Yeah, first first group, I, he murdered two of the main bad guys, I think. and then Oh, yeah, when he, he takes on the bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he he steps into that scene. It's very Fist of Fury-like, you know, which totally. is interesting because Peter was, you know, in Fist of Fury, where he steps in, and he kind of gets around, and he kind of looks at all the... The man, he goes, I just want them. You know, it's like, he's, he's like, you can get out of here if you want. And, you know, of course, nobody leaves. They all 
go to fight. But he's giving them a shot. He's saying, I don't need you guys. I just want these guys. And then, yeah, that's a pretty good little sequence of fights. It was. And you're right. I didn't think of it that way. But I, I knew it in my heart when it happened. Just the whole, you all can mm-hmm. leave. I just want him. I told you, leave. And then, of course, nobody does. So they just get, there, there, there was like some over the top, like a, a really hardcore throat punch where a guy just wasn't getting up again. It's pretty Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so they go after our soul brother. They go after Tom, and uh, Tom does a pretty good job, except it's five to one. That's true. Or maybe six to one. But he does a pretty good job keeping up with himself. That's why when we get to the ending, people, I just didn't know that this is going to happen. I'm like, the soul brother has learned to fight, and he's he's doing a pretty good job keeping himself um, up off the ground there it gets closer to the end and they are just like five people surrounding him doing like it man style super punching on yeah. his body and i'm like he's dead but then bruce comes in it's great just running like a truck and they he kicks the ass of the two of the main guys and all the other guys run off yeah i think he's wearing his his slightly yellow track suit yeah he switched yeah. his suits he would yeah. had like a blue one on before mm-hmm. and he's like well this is one of the final battles. I better throw on the game of death suit. Yep. So, yeah, something reminiscent of it, anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, it wasn't the same at all. Yeah, it wasn't iconic, but I'm like, I know what that is. I know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. So now we get to the the big battle between Lo Meng and Bruce Lai, and it was pretty pretty sad because Bruce Lai didn't want to do it, and yeah. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good scene, and he yeah, it's a good course, scene. It's short, but it's like, and it and it has kind of an abrupt ending. You're like, what, what just, what just, you know, is he dead? Did you just kill him? I can't quite figure it out, you know. But it's this, you know, it's a hard to watch because they were friends for so long, but they also, you know, I mean, it was a little, you know, it's a, it's a good fight scene, a little short. Maybe it misses some of the beats it it might have needed, but. You know, in the end, when he's he's on the ground, he has that line where he says something to the effect of, you know, if you had just thrown me in the water, this would have never happened, you know. <laughs> Wait, look. If you had pushed me in the sea, this wouldn't have happened. Sasan? Right. Yeah, 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 which actually I didn't remember when he said it. I'm like, oh, I guess they said that on the boat, but because they were desperate. But I'm yeah. like, yeah, sheesh. Yeah. And an uh, interesting thing about that, um, I forgot to bring this scene in, but Mr. Chen it was um, getting a massage by Dora. But you know they were hooking up. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, how good is he? And she's like, well, he could beat all of the bodyguards with no problem. He's like, oh, could he beat me? And she doesn't say. She doesn't say. She just says, "Your like bedroom foo is better than his." <laughs> or something along those lines. I was like, "Oh, sticking with the boner talk." Yeah. So much. <laughs> but yeah, she set him up that he was going to be the best, which I thought was interesting because um, obviously when Bruce kills him, Mister Chen should have just been like, "Oh shit!" Like if he was that good, and now because he didn't expect the finger of death. Well, anyway. There we go. Yeah. We finally get to the big final battle. Uh, Mr. Chen versus, uh, what is his name? Wee Long, uh, Bruce Lee. And right. uh, it was it was a pretty good fight. It was pretty long, and they both looked pretty worn out. Yeah, they go into a bunch of cartons of the yeah. the apples, and yeah, they keep on yeah. fighting. 
into the barn. Yeah. So you, you know the drill. You're just waiting for it to happen. And it was actually pretty freaking hilarious when it happened. Uh, most of the fights were pretty good, but he sort of does like a his like crotch is like a magnet to the middle of the body of <laughs> of Mr. Chen of uh, of Kufeng. Right. And he just like does kind of the the classic, which is another one of our tropes is the you know fingers in the body pressure points is what's going to murder you. Now, did you see the version with the heart? No, no. Oh, he just, maybe no, I did. Okay. He he gets him. He like corral. He like corrals him with his legs, and he puts the fingers in, and he jumps yeah. back. And does it do a thing? Like, does it show his? Well, leg? if you see the right version, okay. he's, he's his finger goes in, and it actually cuts to what looks like a real heart, and nope. the hole getting popped into it, no. and then starts squirting out blood, and it's sort of pumping. It's pretty funny, no, man. That's the best. Oh, it's the best. Sometimes they go to cartoons of that or X-rays, but this one they go with the actual heart. <laughs> right, is great. Right. Makes in fact, like a the Chinese fighter. poster of this that I have. The, uh, for Last Strike, it's actually showing the whole end. It's just a, it's a shot of Ku Feng standing up, Bruce's legs wrapped around his waist, and his finger going into his throat. And it's like the kind of gives away the whole ending. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I was going to say Street Fighter, right? Terry Suruki. He's like, uh, right. He'd punch and it was so the broken bones. You know, it's funny. The first time I ever saw that, I think it was Jet Li and the one or one of those. They did that, and it was a more modern day. It was the one with the Leah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Years later, I watched real martial arts films, and I'm like, holy shit, this has been a thing all along. It's, again, why I call the the gathering of the dudes with different styles this blood sport thing. But, you know, it's my generation versus the the real generation. (laughs) But good movie. I really well, now, it. okay, now, here's the question I have for you. When you saw it, what was the result of Carl Squat, uh, Carl Squat, Carl Scott's character? Oh, I'm so glad you didn't let that go. I mean, I have it in, in my notes, in all caps, they hung the black dude. Right. You can't do that. Like, that is, like, that's, like, horribly racist in your face. Like, no, that's, like, going back to, to cotton-picking farms and dirty you know well right and back in those days you could do it because they were making a point which was to say we're doing something terrible to this this kid you know they today hung you would, him they should have beat him to death like everyone else in the film i know there. but it's like but here's the thing this is a great example you're bringing up because it's like back in even i mean we're even talking up maybe five or six years ago the point of that would be to say look how bad these bad guys are now you're too scared to do that because you're like oh no we're gonna make people upset so you don't do it but back then that was the point it's like we want to make people upset oh i know and you know and same so, thing with the rape i mean right there are of course other horrible things to make some hey 30 years from now you're not going to even see that in movies probably no but, you're, but, you're but right but here, but here's the thing the reason i was asking wasn't so much about that but there's two versions of the end of this movie okay. and i was wondering if you saw them both no i saw the one that had the hanging which again blew my mind right and then the finger of death and I'll have to rewatch. I I know I couldn't have missed an animation of his heart getting punctured. So, <laughs> whichever one I was on, what it was, just had him die. Well, what was the last shot in the movie? Then was it? Oh um, yeah, it was him cut, cutting down uh-huh. Tom, uh-huh. and he holds Tom in his arms, and he okay. puts his head into. So you his saw, chest. yeah. Then you saw the Chinese version. There, they they shot two versions, and you can. And in fact, I'll send you the link just so you can see it. Anybody listening to this might want to look it up. Uh, there is a version online on, under the Wu Tang collection under Soul Brothers of Kung Fu, and they'll do is they'll run that version you saw, 
they'll run it through, but it's got the heart in it, so obviously not the full one you saw. Then when the movie ends, it ends runs the whole last like five to ten minutes again afterwards to show you the new ending, the very ending. It's just a real quick thing, and they did it for the American audience because they knew what you said is the Chinese audience would be like, okay, the, the poor black kid died at the end. That's sad. You know, we'll, we're okay with that. But they knew in the West we weren't going to want to put up with that. Right. Not from a point of being offended, but it was just like we would want to feel better about the movie if if he lived because like we talked about the a large part of the audience were was the african-americans at the time that was you know the inner city ghetto stuff and so there's a one last shot if you watch the other version whereas bruce is coming out of after beating kufang carl scott runs over to him goes hey you okay man he goes yeah i'm fine they put their arms around each other and look off in the distance and it just cuts holy cow yeah so he lives in one and dies in the other, and it just depends, you know, which where you were at the time okay. when the film was released, where you I were swear, living, when to what you saw. We're done recording. I'm running to go find the other one. I want that ending instead. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're okay, buddy. Just look it up under YouTube. The <laughs> Wu Tang Collection, Soul Brothers of Kung Fu. They have they have both endings there. You you got it. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, cool movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think it's a good one. You know, we've gone into the weeds um, to see some really eclectic ones, and it was nice to just be back to people who beat each other up, and it looks yeah. good, and all of that stuff. And what I like about it again is is that, like Dynamo, it's a there's a real story kind of going on here, where you've got a, a you know it, that that idea of the struggling, the struggling you know uh, workers that get up sort of a caught up in either the taste of success or like in dynamo or maybe up in the the, the world of gambling etc and some will fall and some will rise up mm-hmm. but and and in some facet or another hopefully get back to their roots now with dynamo it had a, a slightly happier ending you know he's like hey i'm letting this all go i got my girlfriend i'm going back to my cab job and you know done then they drive off into the sunset and this one is sort of like everybody he loves is dead <laughs> you know right? including including one of the versions you know carl scott gets killed um but uh, i i think the movie actually can engage you beyond just waiting for the next fight scene and it just strikes me as as one of the earlier kind of Shaw Brothers films that were a little grittier in some cases. And anyway, it was I, I, it's, it's I think one of the better ones that Bruce Lai did in that regard. And uh, as far as a as a complete movie, there are the movies with better fight scenes, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, um, it's a cool movie, you know. I dig yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we just we done too many. I kept waiting for the Colonel to show up and be mad about his brother or his yeah. brother's brother. In the general, I was just like, no, no, this is, these are different people. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun run we had there with all yeah, of the Shaolin yeah. Kung Fu. Um, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we did get a call today and it's going to wait for the next one because okay. um, I, I wasn't very clear. So I'm going to see what I can do to clear up the audio, but he wants a couple and we'll see what what goes on with that. Um, so yeah, the news, I think. Did we cover everything we're going to cover? In terms of news, yeah, we just all we did was just mention the shameless plug, you know, that the leg fighters is out, and and totally. as I was saying in the beginning, you know, it's uh, you know what we're looking to do is the reason I'm even plugging it is is because if this makes money, then the company will continue to come to me to help pull together more projects, and we've got already a few for sure. I mean, we're going to do a few. We're going to give it a little bit of a run. Um, and, and this includes some Bruce Bloitation stuff coming up. Um, but uh, we just, um, you know, we just want to, um, re- you know, if we can 
if we can get enough purchases, get enough people buying it, it's going to it's going to keep us being able to spend money on getting film prints, spending a little more time with with the restorations, being able to go out and shoot supplements, get interviews, hopefully with people, you know, that we, um, you know, anyways, that's the idea. Pitch it, push it out. We're doing the best we can. We're starting off a little grassroots. Hopefully everybody will like it. There's just a few extras on it. Uh, but, uh, this next one, um, God, I just, uh, it's, I'm, what I'm trying to do right now is this next one. If it works out, okay. The, the feature that we're, it's a Bruce Boitation film. The feature is, a cut version it's not really missing too much in terms of action but i'm sort of weighing this out to see if i can get the missing pieces the print we have was cut um but the other part of it is i'm going to possibly get a tv print of another bruce um exploitation film to use as an added feature so it might be more of a double feature and so it's but i think it's going to be a really cool release if we can get it done right so anyways i'm just excited about that and uh, when I say a TV print, I just mean that there's an original film print we're looking into that was used for TV back in you know the 80s. So it's it's cut. It's got it's not full. It's not the full widescreen print because it was made for TV. But from just the, the historical standpoint, it's a really cool piece to have, and so it'll be added as a supplement rather than as a um, the main feature. But we're we're hoping that uh, anyways. We're, so I'm just saying. Go out there, buy the leg fighters, keep supporting it, and we'll just keep trying to save these movies and get them on, on, um, on film for everybody on a Blu-ray. Excuse me. I love it. Um, that said, uh, I didn't come up with it yet, but we're gonna, we can come up with it right now. We want yeah. a contest. Um, I'm gonna send a copy of the leg fighters to somebody. Uh, what do we want to make the stakes? Like, what do they have to do? So. They could call in. I feel like they should have to call in, and we should be able to play their message, and then um, you know congratulate them for winning. But what's the what's the question we want to ask them, or what do we want to do? I'll tell you what. What you could do okay. instead of a question, yeah. Let's do this. We're gonna do the Dragon Dragon Bruce Lee Part Two for the next, which is the Big Boss Two, not the Big okay. Boss Part Two, but it's called Big Boss Two. It's a Dragon Lee movie. We'll do that next. Just get people to call in and just leave their best review. Uh, if they want to do it written, that's fine. If they want to do, you know, call into your phone and, and do right. it that way. And then we can either do a random drawing rather than saying, oh, this is the best review. No, you know, no, exactly. Random yeah. drawing. Yeah, those are the best way. I have a random number generator. And then that way that you can also, at the next episode, read all this. You know, when we show the movie and we talk about it, then we can, you know, read whatever mm-hmm. people write. So Dragon Did- Bruce Lee Part 2, I just came up the top of my head right yep. now we haven't done and a dragon your, movie your guys' names in lights so yeah yes, send, send right. us a review and uh and uh, we will randomly choose out of everyone who sends us something who gets the Oscar yeah write Oscar. it or call it in you know either one yeah so, either yeah. one I was gonna put you on the spot and say you had to call in but I'm changing my mind on that you're right Michael cause I mean a good review maybe you've already written one whatever send yeah. it over we'll uh we'll read them all and we'll talk about them on the show and uh some, some lucky individual will get the new Lake Fighters. So again, this is Dragon Bruce Lee Part 2, or sometimes known as Big Boss 2. It's Dragon Lee. It's one of the Korean films, but and Bolo's in it. So you just, just yeah. you, you know we're all talking about from 1980-81. So we're just talking about the same film. Cool. Well, the classic reminder, we are 424, which is L.A., isn't it? Uh, yeah, 424. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that L.A.? Oh, I don't I, know. I, I did, tried to do that on purpose when I first came up with my Google Voice temper. Anyway, 
424-257-0344. So I guess 424 isn't LA, nor is it Portland. So you guys are just calling some random area code. Sorry, yeah. guys. I tried to make it fancy for you, and I failed. That's uh, working out just fine. Absolutely. It's a memorable number. Just sing it. 424-257-0344. Wow. Yeah. You got a career ahead of you, buddy. I know. I was meant to do commercials for uh, for mattresses. <laughs> for mattresses. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, this was the best. Um, until next time. And, uh, yeah, thank you. All right, brother. Talk to you soon.